Hey everybody, welcome to the Movie Toast Podcast. This is Adam. I wanted to swoop in here and let you guys know that I had some major technical difficulties with my external microphone. I thought it was recording, and it turned out it crapped the bed, and I didn't find out until I started editing this episode. So, I didn't want you thinking that we didn't know I sound like shit. Oh, I know, and I'm really, really sorry about that. I went in and I tried recording some ADR to make it sound sweet and sexy, but it sounded more like a bad ADR mixed kung fu movie. So the upside is the episode is really badass, and the other dudes, their audio sounds pretty crisp. So I'm sorry, and I hope you'll forgive me, and I hope you'll continue listening to the episode. What can I say? I fucked up. Sorry, guys. Let's get toasting. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Toast Podcast. I'm Corey, and I'm here with Tommy and Adam, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you <laughs> and me. We're going to talk about news and reviews in the movie world this week. In case you're not paying attention, but Tommy, what are the headlines this week? Just like the top three or four. Oh, just the top three or four. Okay. Well, we got the Golden Globe winning movie Parasite is set to become a limited series on HBO. From Gotham to Asgard. <laughs> I did not mean for it to sound like Asgard. That. Dude, you're working through the MCU right now. And you don't know how to say Asgard without cracking I did not up. mean for it to sound like <laughs> From Gotham to Asgard. It still sounds bad. Christian Bale is rumored to be in talks to star in Thor, Love and Thunder. And are robots making our movies now? Okay, and uh, those are our top headlines of the week. First of all, did anyone see anything? Want to talk about anything? See anything? I did. Hold up, Tommy. You saw a new movie? I did see a movie. And I said at the end of last episode that I was going to see this movie, and I did. So I kept my promise to all of you listening. I'm so proud of you, Thomas. Yep. I went and saw, I just blanked down on the name, um, the, the, the Adam Sandler. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is the name of the movie. And I will say, right off the bat, I don't see what all the hype was about. I must be missing something because it was a good movie. I liked it. Did not see the ending coming. Not going to spoil it. I will say, eh, I mean... They're saying, like, he's going to get an Oscar nomination for that role? What? I also saw Uncut Gems, and I want to say that movie pissed me off. And the ending ruined the whole movie in, like, two minutes flat. And then they just end it. So I want to say I also saw the movie, and I rather enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the ending because I didn't see it coming, and I was happy. I didn't yeah. see it coming. Yeah, but that's just this director having a conversation with the audience. He's the Safety brothers love to fuck with people. The Safty brothers really like these guys. I hate them. I didn't like Good Time, <laughs> and I loved Good Time. I hate it when directors are like trying to have this conversation with the audience directly and not focusing on the story within the world of their film. They're having this kind of like external, we're gonna get the audience kind of thing in the theater right before the ending that we're talking about. My dad leaned over to me and he goes, you know, it's not over, right? And I was like, oh, something was about to happen. And then bam, it happened. And I was shocked. You mean kind of like uh, the Safdie brothers trolled the audience to the entire film? Mm -hmm. I feel that way. Did you feel that the money was the MacGuffin? Yeah, it really was when you think about that. 
because it didn't it didn't at the in the end it, you know this whole it's 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 what moves the entire movie along the it just keeps mm-hmm. the plot moving and then finally you're like oh, yes like so many times you're like oh the sandman he's good he's there he's he's paying his debts he's good to go nope now tommy you watch sports right of course now did you know these games the nba games? no no okay. i i wasn't uh big time into uh i <laughs> I mean, I watch sports, but I, when they when that came up in the movie, I was just like, oh, okay. I believe you. Okay, because I wasn't sure. I don't watch sports. I know that happened, but the whole time I'm like, I don't really know how this is going to end. Yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of people that do keep up with that stuff, and they, when that came up, they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. I can't discuss this movie in like any serious way without spoiling it. So if we're not going to spoil it, then I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't like it at all. I disagree, but I mean, I get it. And I saw 1917. Let's talk about that. I just saw that as well. I loved 1917. I wonder if like I'm being manipulated by the filming style, the whole Birdman one take. I don't think so. I was sitting there dissecting it the whole time I was watching it. That's one thing. But the story, the set design, the visuals, every single thing about this movie was really top notch and just next level stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not one shot. It's not like Russian Ark. It's like Birdman where they do like a lot of deceiving cuts. I, I liked the story and I liked oh, yeah. the actors that were in it. I were thought you, it was powerful. The whole time I was like trying to figure out where the cuts was. I, I was doing that the whole time. I I think the obvious, there's a couple obvious ones. Like when he goes through doors where mm-hmm. it gets all blacked out. And there was one when he's in the river and the camera passes by an obviously computer generated rock. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, there, there's another one. But, but it's, no, it's it, still the point where it's like, I know that they're cutting here, but still to match that to make it look like it's one continuous take had to have been a hell of a thing to overcome. Yeah, it must have been a ton of work. I heard that he built over a mile of actual trench, which has got to be an intense endeavor. Don't go see Uncut Gems. See 1917. It's much better. I loved this movie. I saw The Irishman in November, and 1917 is my favorite movie since that. So I did not like Cats. I did not like Uncut Gems. It was quite refreshing to watch 1917. Adam, did you see anything this week? Yeah, uh, besides those movies, I also saw Like a Boss starring Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish went into this movie with not very high expectations because it's a comedy and I feel like I love comedy movies but lately they've been pretty much a huge letdown and just terrible and I see in the trailers I'm like oh there's the big joke of the movie but it was a pretty heartwarming fun little movie I don't regret seeing it but I'll never watch it again but I'm just sick of seeing Tiffany Haddish kind of being the same character in each movie she should do more stuff like she did in the sink or the kitchen whatever that last movie was (laughs) sink (laughs) sink I wasn't going to watch it. It looked a little too silly for me. But, yeah, um, you wouldn't like it. Um, and I you, saw one other movie. What was that? Just, just one? Yeah, well, I saw three movies. I also re-saw The Rise of Skywalker again, but I don't want to talk about that, so I'm just going to go to the next movie. Please right? don't. <laughs> wow. Dang. Okay. Well, I also saw Underwater. Oh. oh, don't you yeah. dare spoil no, it. No, wait till next week. Tommy and I will see that by next week. All right, well, all I'll say is I enjoyed it, and it was pretty fun. And go out and check it out. It's kind of thrilling and scary at some parts, but apparently I got to wait till next week to talk about it so you get yeah. that very vague review. 
<laughs> That's good enough. Yeah. I heard it's like alien exactly underwater though. Kinda, you know, I'm going to say something that you're going to hate. I'm not a giant fan of alien. That whole <laughs> franchise I could do without. The whole franchise? Yeah, I, I think it's rather boring and dull to be wow. honest with you. What about aliens? Once again, I feel like they all blend together in my head, so I, I'd have to go back and rewatch all of them, but I can live without it. <laughs> Only aliens is worth it. Okay. I guess I should adopt my announcer voice and uh, move on to the news. <laughs> Tommy, what do we got? Uh, Golden Globe winning movie Parasite is set to become a limited series on HBO. Corey, have you seen Parasite yet? I have not. An organization has sent me it on DVD so I could rate it in some sort of competition. However, I haven't done that yet. All right, well, you're surely missing out. This is a very riveting movie, and I was on the edge of my seat. Talk about uncut gems not knowing what's going to happen next. This movie, you literally have no clue. You don't see what's coming. You don't even know how it's coming. It's just so mind-blowingly entertaining to actually sit there and just not care about anything else going on in the world. Just you're riveted and you're stuck in this world that they built for you. I can totally see this being a show. It kind of sucks that they're remaking a movie that just came out, but I feel like they, there's so much in this world. It's so rich and so vivid. They could do so much with this, especially if it's a limited series. I urge everyone to go out and see this movie. Please. Wait, is so they're going to take the entire plot of the movie and remake it into the series. So everything that was in the movie is now going to be in episodes of the series. That's what I would assume they're doing, but I mean, hopefully they're not going to continue from the end of the movie. No, no, there's, I don't really know where they, I don't want to spoil the movie, but I don't know. Okay. Wait, wait. So they're doing like the hateful eight thing where they break it up into an eight part mini series. No, no, they're, they're making a whole new series of it. I assume it's going to be American actors and English pretty much bastardizing something, but elongating it. Like you get one, all right, so pretty much Parasite, it's kind of a family that's very poor and they're struggling to survive. They work together. They do odd jobs to try to pay the bills and they're living in terrible poverty. And so one guy gets a job as a tutor and kind of sees openings that could potentially become an opening for his family. And they really turn their back and stab people in the back. And literally, it just gets way out of control. And I just, you got to check it out. It's amazing. And I know that's terrible. Does it just say, it's great. Go see it. But you're missing out if you don't ever see this movie. I guess I should watch that. Anyway. If you, if like you do, man, you got to talk. You got to let us know if and I'm then I will, off base. And then I will go to HBO and I will watch the limited series at that point. Yeah. So anyway, Tommy, what's next? Okay. So next we have from Gotham to Asgard, Christian Bale is rumored to be in talks to star in Thor Love and Thunder. Right. And is a that Taika Waititi uh, uh, movie that he's going to direct? It's the next Thor movie, but uh, this yeah. time Thor is going to be Jane Foster. And as we know, Thor kind of broke up with Jane, we're led to believe. What and do you mean Thor is going to be Jane Foster? Jane Foster is going to wield the hammer. She's going to be the new Thor. It's going to be Lady Thor. Jane uh, Foster is Thor. Uh, it's just the first movie again, but they gender swap it. No, I assume there's going to be a lot more than just the first movie. But yeah, it's a gender swap. And it's Taika, so it's going to be funny. So why does it say Chris Hemsworth is returning? Well, he'll be in it, but he's not Thor. He's like, I don't know. I I, I don't read comics. I'm a bad person. So Jane from the original Thor is now Thor, and Christian Bale is now Jane. But Chris Hemsworth, we don't know. 
he's in there somewhere, but remember, he's also somewhere off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He has Guardians Christian of the Galaxy. Bale is now Jane? Well, I'm not saying that. Uh, there's many assumptions of who he could be. Nobody really knows right now, but he's in talks to join the movie. Okay. That's all right. That's so weird. Tommy, take us to the next story, because there's yeah, obviously nothing that's... there in that one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I'm sorry, guys. That I don't... don't apologize. <laughs> don't apologize. There's 14 stories, and I don't want to be up till midnight. <laughs> so, Scott Dickerson exits the multiverse of madness. Yeah, so as you guys know, Thor is one of MCU <laughs> movies. <laughs> But Doctor Strange is another. <laughs> Scott Dickerson, he did those crazy horror movies for Blumhouse a while ago. And then, and then... <laughs> what? 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 What am I missing? I don't know here? what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so Scott Dickerson was the original director. <laughs> Are we really laughing like kids because his last name is Dickerson? Is that the joke here, guys? <laughs> I wonder why we're down to like 30 viewers a week. Oh, we're it's laughing. not. You put Dickerson in the in the email, but his name is Derrickson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Scott Dickerson. You put Dickerson in the email and his last name's Derrickson. Oh, my God. That's, that's, why, that's why I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Oh my god, I read that from the the article. I, I full heartedly thought his name was Dickerson. <laughs> Derrickson. Derrickson. This is why I'm not a reporter. Oh my god. So anybody else want to jump in and run their mouth now? I wanna I wanna read the quote from Marvel Studios. Alright, read the quote, but I wanted to do some Wait. setup to that quote. <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. Uh, do, do you want to retake that? I mean, I was going to leave no, it in because... No, just leave the no, whole thing. Everything. Doctor Strange loses director Scott Derrickson over creative differences. <laughs> Take it from there, guys. Oh, my God. All right, Adam. Set it up to the quote. No, 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 no. You read the quote, and then we'll talk. All about right. It. So Marvel Studios, uh, they had this to say about the their unexpected decision with Derrickson. I like Marvel Dickerson, Studios. to be honest with you. <laughs> Change your name, sir. Become a Dickerson. Yeah. Marvel Studios and Scott Derrickson, that took a lot of effort to say Derrickson and not Dickerson, have amicably parted ways on Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Due to creative differences, we remain grateful to Scott for his contributions to the MCU. Dickerson just rolls off the tongue better, doesn't it, than Derrickson? (sighs) Man, that was funny. What else did they say, Tom? So, no, this was what he had to say because he said the decision was mutual. So this is what he had to say about it. Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways on Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness due to creative differences. I am thankful for our collaboration and will remain on as EP for those of you that aren't in the business. Adam, what does EP stand for? Uh, Thomas, that would be executive producer, which is pretty much a bullshit title. Well, no, it's not. Executive producer means you're footing the bill. Yeah, but what I'm saying here, he's not going to have anything further to do with this. And yeah, they're just right. being nice giving him the title. They just want to keep Dickerson and I mean Derrickson in the oh my god. In the Wow, what a mistake. Credits. Not just we can just not get away from it. It's tough, man. Not gonna happen. It's really I'm hard. So now. sorry, guys. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so there's a couple of rumors of why he might have left. Some people are thinking Marvel's trying to force him to do something he's not, like make it more of a horror movie or make it less of a horror movie. He's a horror director. Some people think they're trying to force and maybe new mutants to warp in there. Initially, they claim the issue is Marvel wants to tie WandaVision, their Wanda and Vision show from Disney Plus into this movie. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. Do you guys think this is unrash? Mm-hmm. It's not a running theme with people leaving the MCU because of creative differences. Well, you got to remember if you're a director of the MCU, Kevin Feig? Feige. 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 Gosh, I knew I was going to mess that up. That's why, <laughs> there was, that's why there was a space. You were closer than Dickerson. I was. I was closer. I had all the same letters. And um, he's actually the director if you're in the MCU, right? So you just have to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you're basically an extension of him. I don't know. Yeah, oh, my God. Do you guys see the tweets about this from Robert Cargill? Yeah, that's the writer of Dude. the first Doctor Strange movie. Corey's going to like this one. He said, so I guess it's safe to announce that Scott Derrickson, I almost said Dickerson again, I swear to God, and my next film, Cats 2, The Furning, <laughs> is being moved up and should be shooting soon. Oh, my God. Are you that's not real, right? No, that's a tweet. No, the movie's fake. He was just calling out the fact that. Oh. Did, wait, Tommy, did you think that was real? Well, I'm. I don't know. I thought it was funny. No, I'm glad Cats Two is never going to see the light of day. You guys remember the exorcism of Emily? Emily Rose. Oh, Emily yeah. Rose. I loved that. I purchased it on iTunes back in the day, and I still have it. And it's it's a real. It's probably one of my more favorite scary movies. I watched that in a movie theater in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't even know why I was there or what I was doing. But yeah, that's a part of my life I don't remember, Man. except standing in the lobby of a theater in Scottsdale, which I guess is a difference to Phoenix, whatever. You, know, you sure this wasn't a fever dream? No, it was very real. All right, so what's that going to do with this story? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought it had something to do with like a writer of that movie. I, was well, I mean, Scott Derrickson is the director of that movie. Oh, well, then that ties oh, in perfect. There you go, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't just bring up random movies. There's there's some <laughs> there's some tether. Okay. All righty. All right, Tommy, what's the next story here? Yeah, the, this the, Dickerson-Derrickson debate. Thanks, Adam. Anytime. <laughs> so. Wow, I'm never living that one down. <laughs> Are robots making our movies now? Our brothers? is using AI technology to determine what movies to make. I, I got a thing to say about this. Yeah. Isn't Netflix already, haven't they already been doing that for since they created a House of Cards? I thought they were watching all the stats of what we were watching and then saying that people like this actor, people like this storyline, people like this theme. And then they well, were that's just- why we're getting like 18 billion Adam Sandler movies on Netflix. So it's it's helping them make decisions about the green light process. So they put they what do they do? They put the script into the program, and then the program says, "Yeah, that's going to be a good movie," or "No, that's going to suck." Yeah, it's like a red light green light thing, right? Whoa! <laughs> hey, Tommy, t- Tommy, what's red light green light? Please go over it. <laughs> wait, wait, stop everything you're doing, oh, God. Tommy. What is red light green light? Tell everybody now. <laughs> so hey, you brought sick, it up, Adam. You so brought it up. That shit. Is this just the studios admitting that they're soulless entities and have no creative ideas? Is that what they're doing here? 
Oh, wait, wait. You, the, they will use the system's, quote, comprehensive data and predictive analytics to guide decision-making. That's what they pay executives millions of dollars to do. I noticed that Warner Brothers changed their logo because I drove mm-hmm. by the studio and they moved it. It's all blue and there's no gold anymore. So that must be the computers taking over, right? <laughs> we use robots to, to pick our color scheme. Or maybe the gold just faded away and no one's painted it over again. No, blue it looks... is the warmest color. Blue, make it blue, 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 <laughs> blue, blue. Make it the blue of Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Hey, Tommy, what did they say? I thought you'd never ask. It has an AI-driven project management system that the studio will utilize. Oh, my God. All right, so this is what the founder, Tobias Kiesier-Yerar, had to say. The system can calculate in seconds what used to take days to assess by a human when it comes to general film package evaluation or a star's worth. Artificial intelligence sounds scary, but right now, an AI cannot make any creative decisions. What it is good at is crunching numbers and breaking down huge data sets and showing patterns that would not be visible to humans. But for creative decision-making, you still need experience and gut instinct. For now? What about in like 50 years from now when the thing starts to like, aren't they like programmed to better themselves and then realize, oh, hey, they're still making all the creative decisions. This is stupid because a computer can't come up with something new. So Hollywood, I understand they already are just regurgitating the same crap over and over and over again. But if they use this now, they really will just be using the same crap over and over and over again because the computer will just take all that data and will never create something absolutely new because there's no data point for something totally new. It's really bad decision making. I give them till 2023 till they figure out this is stupid. They'll never admit to it though. That's the beauty about being in Hollywood. Just fail upward. Yeah. Well, it gives me hope because it's going to open some doors for some humans to get in there and come up with some good ideas that the studio hasn't seen. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. So, S. TX is a company that is getting hustled by a real-life hustler. A stripper who was one of the strippers in the movie, The Hustler, never gave the studio consent to use her likeness in their movie. (laughs) The movie Hustlers. She's suing them for $40 million. Yeah, that's stupid. This is a stupid story. I don't want to give any airtime to this story. Does anyone have anything I don't think they're going to like the next one either. Let me read it. Let me see. It says, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, is this the one that I wrote? Sorry, Corey. Yeah, it is. Sorry, Corey. (laughs) Ryan Johnson plans on making more movies in the Knives Out universe. Get used to it, big fella. That's fine. As long as he stays the fuck away from Star Wars. Oh, man. I'm not going to even open that link. As of the writing of this article, it says that it could be the second highest grossing original North American movie of 2019. Oh my God. What about those qualifiers? North American original screenplay. Like, wow. You know what I'm hearing? I'm a robot. I like Rain Johnson. Jordan Peele's Us is number one with 175 million. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is currently number two at 141 million. But 130.2, that's pretty freaking close. And there's st- it's still in theaters, right? So it's yeah. still making money. I need to go see it. It's a good movie. It's not great. It has its flaws, but it's fun. So essentially, Daniel uh-huh. Craig's character is a detective, and they want to use him in more. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> I haven't seen Knives Out. I don't know shit about Knives Out. 
<laughs> made by Ryan Johnson. I haven't seen it. I won't see it. But there is no way in hell Ryan Johnson is revealing the killer at the end of that movie. That killer has got to be revealed 45 minutes into that. Am I right, Adam? He actually tells you midways through the movie who the killer yeah. was, but there's twist. Oh, God. Is Ryan Johnson <laughs> the, new, the new M. Night Shyamalan? Maybe. Uh, I agree. The Last Jedi was not a great Star Wars movie. I don't like any of his other movies, but this one surprisingly was a fun movie. I'll buy a ticket to 1917 and then I'll walk into this movie. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> that works. Unless someone from that movie theater is listening to our podcast. I haven't said what theater <laughs> I'm going to. I live in LA. Um, what yeah. if I just decided to drive to Inland Empire and, and watch it over there? Pretty sure we have some They would never see that coming. <laughs> that's a terrible waste of gas all around. Yeah. yeah. So wait, I, I was going to say, what if we find out later on that we've all been pronouncing his first name wrong it's not ryan what if it was like rian i always called him rain johnson I, i'm like he sounds a lot like uh, the guy who plays uh, dwight on the office adam have you ever been checked for dyslexia oh yeah yeah all the time i am dyslexic. dickerson from derrickson <laughs> <laughs> the letters are all the same just in a different order you should see me trying to read alphabet cereal and like alphabet soup oh man oh my goodness some good novels in there. All right. Uh, what's the quote, Tommy? Yeah, read the quote. Then let's move okay. the hell on. So this was in uh, in regards to Johnson and Daniel Craig publicly stating many times that they really enjoyed working with each other. I don't know about a Looper sequel, but a Knives Out one instead. It would be so great to get together with Daniel again on another Benoit Blanc mystery with a new cast and new location, just like Christie did. With Benoit Blanc? What is that French? Yeah, he is a southern guy. He has the grossest, most annoying southern accent in this movie, and it's so off. Yeah, he's like Eusebius Sam, but a genius. You mean he's like Cre what's it, Creole? I guess, maybe. Is this tied to the murder on the Orient Express? This is his version of Agatha Christie's books. When I saw the trailer, when we talked about it in one episode a long time ago, I just got the feeling of like a modern day clue. No, not really. No? The quote sounds sycophantic to me. The one I just read? Yeah. Okay, well, wait till you hear the next one. Okay. <laughs> so him signing up, him being referring to uh, Daniel Craig, is the reason we were able to make the movie. Besides being a movie star, he's also a fantastic actor who is really well-respected. So I think he served to attract higher caliber talent to the project. Well, you know what else is going on, though? Chucky is ready to murder the airwaves rather than the big screen. That's right, guys. How Chucky, dare you take bad. my job? Yeah, I had to move on from that. Sorry. Your <laughs> face, you look like you were in agony. Agony. I really need to learn to talk, guys. Agony, Christopher. You need to go get that dyslexia check. <laughs> <laughs> if only you knew. Tommy, you want to tell us about what's going on with Chucky? The dog? Uh, he's coming to TV. End of story. <laughs> Next story. So, so uh... <laughs> Just as you guys know, there's two there's two worlds of Chucky. There's oh, the original Child's Play trilogy, and then there's the new Chucky, which is voiced by Mark Hamill. This is the old Chucky, the Brad Dorf Chucky, the Chucky that you can watch on Netflix right now. The last movie left off, there's a cult of these killer dolls. People somehow killed themselves and became dolls that were killing people. One of these old good guy dolls ends up in a yard sale in suburbia. And goes on a killing spree. And apparently we're going to get some background info on Charles Ray Lee, which is the killer inside Chucky. And we're going to see week to week on sci-fi. 
So, okay, this begs the question that we brought up in the last news story we brought about with a movie going to a TV series. Is this going to be a brand new, like from the end of the movie stuff? Or is this what we saw in the movies is now going to be in a TV series? This is going to be a continuation of everything we've seen. So this is him all these years after what he did in the movie happened. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Enough said. That's next. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So this next news article, it actually sounds pretty cool when I read through or skimmed through like I do with everything. Uh, did you enjoy Night School? No. Someone liked it enough to turn it into a sitcom. Aye, aye, aye. I think it's a cool idea. Night School, comedy pilot, uh, based on a movie. I don't know what movie it was based hey, on. Night School. The movie <laughs> the Night, Night School. School. Sorry, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I never saw it. I think we're starting to run out of ideas again, huh? Are, how many? How long have we been running out of ideas for? Like like 10 years now? 15? Well, and since I sent the news, they also are doing a continuation of Silence of the Lamb called Clarice. Yeah, okay. What is the next story, Tommy? <laughs> Sony has their eyes on the seventh possible director, Dickerson. <laughs> Left for Sony? Dickerson up and left Marvel for Sony? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not even joking. That came to me at the last second. <laughs> but what, what, what do they have their eyes on, Tommy? The seventh possible director of the cursed Uncharted movie. Oh, and it's the guy that directed Venom, Ruben Fleischer. Hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, he did. Oh, it. man, that must be a doozy of a last name for you adam e-i-s-c-h-e-r <laughs> yeah he did zombie land and i love that movie and i don't know how to pronounce his name is he oh, is he God. is he related to the fleischer or fleischer brothers they did all the old animations back in long time ago i have no idea possibly he yeah. recently directed the zombie land double tap very good movie so yeah you know that uncharted video game people like apparently yeah, we did a story about a director falling out of this. Yeah, this is the seventh oh, director. We just did, lost the last director. He also did the 30 Minutes or Less. That was a good movie. You know, if you like that movie, have you seen the documentary on Netflix that Mark Duplass no. made? Oh, no. it tells the real-life story of that, and it's really twisted. Wait, it was, uh, I'm just double-checking, though. The 30 Minutes or Less, that's the one with the pizza delivery with Jesse Eisenberg? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, the, a real-life thing? Yeah, the yeah, real story was, is really dark. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Yeah, I, I got to look up the name, but you got to check out this documentary. It and he did really Gangster cool. Squad. Venom. Can I name off the six directors that? Please have, do. They had previously David O. Russell, who did Limitless. Neil Berger did A Night at the Museums. Oh wait, yeah, that ra- you have that backwards. I had it backwards. David O. Russell, Neil Berger did Limitless, and then Sean Levy did A Night at the Museum. Why would they give a night uh, in the museum? Because he also did Shazam more recently. Anyway, <laughs> Travis Knight, who did Bumblebee, was the most recent director attached. Production need to be pushed back or something for the, the new Spider-Man. Just let the movie die. Oh, I played the video game, and it had a very real, like, Indiana Jones feel to it, which has been done so many times in video games. But I'm worried that if maybe that's why so many people are leaving and the movie just hasn't gotten shot yet, because if it's too much like Indiana Jones, then it's going to get a lot of backlash. They're changing the character. What is it? Melko Drake for it? No, I know. Nathan Drake or whatever. They're making him a child. He's not even a grown-ass man. Oh. He's a child. It's oh, like so they're going to rip off Dora the Explorer and the Curse for the Golden Monkey or whatever. Which Ooh. is a phenomenal movie from 2019. Go and check it out, fellas. 
and robots. I want a sequel. Um, All right. I guess what's the next story, Tommy? Paramount hopes to strike it rich by rolling Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is a spinoff of G.I. Joe. Cool. Featuring Henry Golding, who was from uh, Crazy Rich Asian. I don't care. Does anybody I like how you care? Like, hey, you got some good news stories, and we're like, fuck it, next, 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 next. <laughs> well, I mean, there's 14. Like, seven of them were good. Yeah. We don't have to read all of them. Okay. Oh, no. We do. We do. Well, we only have three left at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I got you. I got you. So, SAG after offices in LA and New York were evacuated. At SAG after, people were evacuated, and that's all that happened. There's nothing else to this story. It also happened at Warner Brothers in Burbank. <gasps> yeah, but nothing happened. Like, yes. well, it sounded like someone wanted a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller, you're at it again. Yeah. And uh, let's see. What's the next, next one? one? Okay. So Noah Hawley's Star Trek isn't connected to JJ's trilogy. Noah Hawley suggests his Star Trek movie will include new cast. As if we needed a new cast. Come on. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't really see the need for this. Yeah, Noah Hawley, who is the creator of such FX shows like Fargo and Legion. He was, for a while, doing a Doctor Doom movie, but then he jumped off of that, and he wants to do a Star Trek movie, and apparently anybody can just do a Star Trek movie nowadays. Yeah. It's okay, though. He calls himself a lifelong fan. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, some people call themselves lifelong Star Wars fans. Look where we are. Oh, he's talking about his vision, somewhat referencing the Star Trek II Wrath of Khan from 1982. We we have two of them now because we have the Star Trek Into Darkness and we have the Wrath of Khan. We've already ripped off the Wrath of Khan. I'm telling you guys right now. As big of a fan as I am of Star Trek, if they do this with a new cast, I'm probably going to watch it, but I'm not going to want to. I'm probably going to pull a Corey and buy to get to another movie and then go in to see that one. That's right. <laughs> we need to be active rebel protesters against yeah. the Hollywood machine. All right, Randy Quaid. I mean, he's got some quotes in here. I just I don't even want to read them. I, no, it's, it's not worth it's it. It's so disappointing that the, the what he wants to do to it. And I'm sure you know it's going to come out and it probably is going to. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want it to do well. All right. So why don't we move <laughs> to the last news article? There's yeah. more? Jesus <laughs> Christ. There's one more. I don't want to end on a sour note. And I, this is a pretty upbeat story. And then we get to leave. And, and it's, it's great. It's fun. It's fantastic. <laughs> the Golden Girls helped Tarantino make Reservoir Dogs. This news from 1987 brought to you by Movie Toast. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote he has here. That kept me going during our pre-production time. The writer-director said of his sitcom appearance that earned him roughly $3,000. Yeah, so pretty much it was an episode of Golden Girls. He was on it? Was, yeah, he was on it. Yeah, he was For, an actor. Uh, multiple, multiple impersonators of Elvis. And he oh. had like a background role for him, but he got enough money to survive while they were in post on his first movie. So, I mean, like it's kind of like a misleading title for the story. I kind of want to watch that episode now. It's kind of clickbaity. Yeah. Yeah. How dare? (laughs) Yeah. Do that. (laughs) I want to. I want to see that episode of him. I put it in there because remember we talked about Golden Girls last episode. You put what in there? This article. Golden Girls article. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I thought you put the episode in, like which episode it was. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I'm sure I'll find it. 
It won't be too difficult. Well, not for you, Tommy. For, for the, the audience. For the audience. Uh, <laughs> I'll oh, look it up. I'll look it up and tell myself. Fuck yeah. everyone who's listening. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'll look it up right Don't now. worry. Don't worry. I'll handle this. <laughs> Tommy will storm the gates of the movie toast editing bay. Oh, I remember something else we wanted to talk about this week, but we probably ran out of time. The Golden Globes intro. Oh, yeah. If you type in just Quentin Tarantino Golden Girls, and it, the third video is Quentin Tarantino was an Elvis impersonator on the Golden Girls, and it's got an, a minute and 11 second video clip. You want to click on it? No, just do it okay. Do it on your own time. I was going to yeah. do that, and you're like, no, we want it for the listeners. Well, <laughs> okay, like, well now they, oh, they can do a Google search real quick. Got it. Okay. Find it. So you, you, helped, you helped them. You did a Google search. It showed you a YouTube video. It's like, okay. It's like the same thing. Yeah, so anyway, I mean, like, uh, Ricky Gervais talking about, uh, you know, his speech. Uh, why am I talking like this? <laughs> Part of me hopes that, that he was not joking, like he was serious. I don't think he was. But he, keep, he keeps saying he's joking. And then no one in the audience took it well, which just proved that there's a massive problem in Hollywood. Did you guys see Tom Hanks that whole time he was talking? They kept cutting back to him. Oh, yeah. so angry. Yeah, well, I, some of the some of the reactions were angry, but some of them it looked more shocked. So, does anybody want to explain what's going on for listeners who might not know what we're talking about? Yeah, so the comedian took shots at everything from cats and Jeffrey Epstein to Netflix's dominance, Leonardo DiCaprio's dating history. Dude, that was so funny what he said about Leo. <laughs> what we're talking about is. Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes. Tommy asked me this last week, but I didn't want to get yeah. into that. He had a really biting speech. Actually, it's, it's a good listen. It's about 10 minutes long. It's like what Tommy says. He jabs at Hollywood Everybody. culture yeah. pretty harsh. And I liked it. And no one at that award show liked it. Well, that's hyperbole. Some people didn't like it at the award show. I have a quote of what he told the Hollywood Reporter about it afterwards. You want to hear it? Yeah. He said, the first time I did it, I thought, do I pander to the 200 privileged egos in the room or do I try and entertain a global audience of 200 million people sitting at home who aren't winning awards? Well, no contest. I try and make it a spectator sport. I try and play the outsider. It would be nauseating for me to come out and go, hey, George, how you doing? Thanks for letting me use your villa. Hey, Brad, see you tonight, yeah? It's horrible. I've got to be the bloke sitting at home who shouldn't have been invited. That's who I've got to be. I want to say it's kind of bullshit that he does that because he's also one of these privileged guys. But he did poke fun at himself. Yeah, it was a good speech. <laughs> so why don't you uh, stop listening to Movie Toast and go check that out? Yeah, this is a good place to end it. And uh, you guys all have a great night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See you next week. Yeah.